Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to Irish Media Network Sports Update. I'm your host, Joe Caulfield, and welcome to the show. Now, today, it's all about Super Bowl 55. We're previewing the big day. Cameron Hogwood from Sky Sports NFL is joining me. Cameron, thanks a million for joining us this morning. No problem at all. Thank you for having me on. So is, is it getting to you? Is the excitement, is the intrigue, is the, is the build-up, is it starting to, uh, to, to excite you? I think it definitely kind of kicked in this week when kind of all the media sessions started and you're kind of logging on and Tom Brady's still there and Patrick Holmes is back there and you kind of realise it is kind of, even though we've had this COVID disruption throughout the season, the excitement is still there and that's perhaps made it even more exciting that we've got to this point. Absolutely. And I, I want to kick off with that. The marquee matchup here is the two quarterbacks, Brady and Mahomes, probably the greatest of all time to date in Tom Brady versus potentially the greatest of all time if he fulfills his potential in Patrick Mahomes. Can you compare the two of them for me in terms of the effect they're going to have on how their teams perform on Sunday? I think kind of looking back at the uh, NFC Championship game, we looked at Brady. He had kind of an amazing first half, but then that second half, he, he was very average and I think his defense bowed him out quite a bit. So I do think out of the two, possibly he's going to need his defence more than Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is going to rely on his. But I mean, still looking at first half against the Packers, he can he was surgical and he can still hurt any defence in the league. And if you look at Patrick Mahomes, that does kind of put the onus on Todd Bowles' Bucks defence to kind of get to him because he can make every throw. He can You put pressure on him in the pocket, he, he'll escape it somehow. He extends plays, he can run outside, he can make throws from any angle. And I just think if you want to win a Super Bowl, you've got to stop that man, Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. And as you say, I mean, like, just as a gifted, talented athlete, I, I don't know why by any have I seen anyone like him ever. I mean, as you say, he can he can throw with a flick of his wrist out of contact. He can throw in flight. And his his telepathy with Tyreek Hill is something else. What is Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the books, going to do to mitigate the effect he's going to have on this game? It's a really kind of tough ask when you go up against someone like Mahomes with kind of that speed that he has. I mean, you look at Tyreek Hill, he's so quick. He gets so much acceleration, so much release from the line of scrimmage that before you even know it, he's beyond your secondary. And obviously with that, he takes the top of the defense and that invites Travis Kelsey to kind of come underneath and find those gaps that he's so good at between safeties and linebackers. So. I mean, when the Bucks defence have been at their best, it's been when they've been flying around, kind of heavy pressure, top bowls thrown, front seven at the quarterback. So I think you're going to need pressure from both sides. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Shaquille Barrett, also kind of up through the middle as well, the interior, and Dominican Sue, and they've got Vita Vea back now. He's kind of, he came back a few weeks ago from kind of an injury that should have ruled most people out for the season, but he's back in a couple of weeks even more healthier now. So I think that they've got the personnel to do it, especially with kind of the Chiefs offensive line. They're missing a lot of big names. Eric Fisher's out and they've kind of had to shift a lot of guys about. Andrew Wiley's had to move to right tackle. So it's not their first choice offensive line and that could be kind of defining, I think. Okay. Talk to me about the Chiefs defensive coordinator, particularly. I'm very interested in this because in 2007, when the New York Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, it was Steve Stagnuro who was the defensive coordinators for the Giants at the time. And what he identified was that when the rush comes on, Brady likes to take a step forward. And he masterminded this rush that completely threw him off his game. 
how are the Bucks going to mitigate against a, a similar thing happening on Sunday? I think uh, this Bucks offensive line has really impressed me. So I, I don't think they'll be kind of thrown off by anything like that. I mean, they've been so good all year. I said from the beginning, Brady's success was reliant on them, kind of giving him reliable, sustained protection. And I think they've done that. So I think although Spags knows how to kind of scheme against Brady, he's done it before, he's been successful against him before, I think they'll kind of know that already. They'll have prepared for that. And Brady himself, he, he's, he's lost to it before. He's not going to make any kind of mistakes in that regard. And he just plays his own game. And uh, I don't kind of, even though that, that pass is there, Brady kind of said this week, he doesn't really think about it too much. He, he's so self-assured. He doesn't let that kind of thing get to him, really. Yeah, and like, like there, there is an inquantifiable uh, element to this in Tom Brady. Obviously, you, you can see what Mahomes brings to the party in terms of his talent. But in terms of his experience, the knowledge on how to win, the nous of how to win Super Bowls, how, how valuable is Tom Brady to any team that brings him to the Super Bowl, but particularly this Bucks team? Yeah, I mean, kind of look at him in the media sessions this week. He looked annoyingly at home. He kind of just looked so comfortable there, like, I've done this before, I've been here before. And that, that experience does tell on game day. I mean, he'll have been so used to this, these media sessions, even though it's different to previous years. He'll be able to tell the young guys how to kind of balance that that media side to, to practice and actually focusing on the game. And mm-hmm. I think we saw it in that uh, NFC Championship game. I saw one of the players kind of crying in tears and happiness on the sideline, and Brady was like, it's not done yet. We're not finished yet. There's one more game to go. So he, yeah. he's a perfect guy in terms of keeping guys level-headed, making sure they're ready for the big occasion, I think. I'd say he's a hugely settling influence uh, in yeah. that team. As is Rob Gronkowski and uh, Antonio Brown, who yeah. have come from the Patriots to join him. In terms of having those two guys who, who he will have a similar telepathy with that um, Tyree Kaelin Mahomes have, how how beneficial are they being in his offense to Tom Brady in terms of knowing the plays to play at the right times to win big games? For someone like Rob Gronkowski, I mean, he's kind of been, if you want to call him a security blanket, not that Tom Brady probably needs a security blanket, but they're so kind of in sync. And I think Rob Gronkowski contributed more in a passing game than many people thought he would this year, coming back from kind of a year out. And in the end, he kind of put up some good figures and kind of those crossing routes, those out routes, find himself underneath. He's still a passing threat. And Tom Brady knows if he needs an outlet, he's going to be there more often than not. And it's kind of on the Chiefs secondary, the Chiefs linebackers, to make sure that they they do pay attention to to somebody who, like I say, people didn't think he quite have the kind of impact he has. So, yeah, yeah. he definitely a, a huge part to play. And we've seen as well Antonio Brown coming back even though he may not be where he was a couple of years ago, he can, one-on-one matchups, he can still kind of torch defensive backs. So look, that's a definite outlet for Brady to look for. There's so much to watch all over the field. Yeah. Talking about strategically then, you've Bruce Arians um, going up against Andy Reid. They're, they're different technically, they're different strategically. How would you compare both of them? I think kind of looking at Reid, he's kind of developed his game over the, the past few years and kind of, opened his playbook even more. I mean, you kind of tie reading with obviously Eric Bieniemy, the offensive corner, and also the general manager, Brett Veach, have kind of brought the players in and it's tied in so together. It's like they knew exactly what they wanted to do. They had the blueprint and they executed perfectly. So with a guy like Mahomes, like I say, said earlier, 
you've got guys like Tyreek Hill and Mikhail Harbin that can take a top off a of defence. That then leaves space underneath for Travis Kelsey. And look, they, they use a pre-stack motion to kind of throw defences off. Their reverses, they use these shovel passes, jet sweeps, end arounds with, with the speed of uh, Hill and Hardman. So they kind of, the Chiefs mix it up probably a bit more than I'd, I'd say the Bucks do in terms of that short, intermediate, deep ball, because Mahomes can obviously throw it all. And then with Bruce Arians and the Bucks, you kind of, when Brady came in, the question was, could he contribute to that deep ball offense? Jameis Winston obviously threw a lot of deep balls last year, and people questioned Brady's arm strength, and I think he kind of quashed any doubts over that immediately, really. He's thrown, the stats are kind of, he's thrown more air yards in, in most years in his career. So he's definitely fit into that. And I, I think that deep ball is a, a threat for the, for the Bucs. They've got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown that can both contribute over the top. So I think that's probably where they differ. Bruce Aarons maybe a bit um, boom or bust with his approach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but both genuinely exciting offenses when they get going. Yeah, I, I know we've, we've kind of mentioned him in dispatches already, but in terms of pure excitement, dynamite in its boots, Tyree Kill. He scored two touchdowns against the Buccaneers in November when they played last. How much of a threat is he? How exciting is he? Just just rate him for me. <clears throat> I think um, I remember that game. He, I think he had t- over 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. And yeah. someone asked him kind of what happened in the second half. He kind of dipped a little bit and he was like, I just got tired. So I stopped running. And that was kind of frightening because you think if he wanted to, if they wanted to, he could have gone even further, I think, in that game. And mm-hmm. he just... I said in kind of an article I wrote this week, he doesn't get talked about enough as one of the the premier wide receivers in this league, maybe because he doesn't have kind of the the release, the pretty releases that Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins do from the line of scrimmage, or doesn't have kind of the route running that some guys do, or maybe the hands or the size, but he doesn't need it because that kind of takeoff, he can get five yards on you with the drop of a shoulder. He's just so explosive. And I haven't seen many people in the league like him that, can change a game the way he does. He's a reliable threat and contested catches downfield. If you give him the ball in the backfield, he'll run away from anyone, even the best the, the league has to offer. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of use him as a running back at times. They can use him in any way. And there aren't many players, like I say, that can do that. And he's just so exciting to watch and kind of a staple of this Chiefs offense. I mean, it goes to show that how good this team is when you're kind of deciding who's the best threat between Travis Kelsey and and Hill, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. And yeah, they're just, he's an amazing player to watch. Enjoying watching him so much. Absolutely. I wanted to kind of square the circle here and talk about the legacy of, of Tom Brady. He goes into this, it's his 10th Super Bowl. It would be his seventh to win. And obviously, look, he he's incredibly, his his legacy is, is solidified already with the Patriots. But there's always the question mark, was he that good or was the team under Belichick, the Patriots machine that good? So if he wins this, it's it's cemented. His legacy is cemented as one of the greatest American football players of all time. But there's a flip side to it as well, because Mahomes obviously has the potential to go on and be incredible. And he's so talented. But the likelihood of them playing head to head in the Super Bowl again is is very unlikely. So if Mahomes doesn't beat Brady, even if he goes on to win another seven Super Bowls and surpasses Brady, the question mark will always be, well, he didn't beat Brady head to head. Does that question of legacy even come into the conversation going into Sunday? 
Uh, I mean, I don't think you can ever dampen it. Uh, look, I think Damian Do- Danny Amendola came out this week and kind of said the Patriots' success was was built on Brady. I think everyone kind of has a different view on that. I, I think it was both. I personally think it was both, and I don't think you can ever kind of sway towards one or the other. So, uh, so in terms of, can you repeat the Mahomes kind of legacy question again? Just because they're actually going head to head now, does does whoever wins this actually defact categorically answer the question of who is the better quarterback, greatest of all time? Um, I don't think so. I think Mahomes is still kind of he's only in his third year as starter, really. Yeah, and I, I think I kind of put a prediction. I think he'll get to at least two more Super Bowls after this. Mm-hmm. So I, I think best thing to do is kind of judge Mahomes' legacy 10 years down the line. I mean, he's got that 10-year contract and I'd like to kind of see what he does in that, that time. So I wouldn't say this game kind of defines. I do think Brady is the greatest right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, until someone comes along and knocks him off, I, I don't think that changes. Yeah, like it, it's, it's one thing to have the talent and the potential to do it. It's the other thing to have six rings yeah possibly sure. seven on sunday and this brings <laughs> me to my last question for you call it for me who's going to win and what's the what's the score uh i've been kind of changing my mind for the last like four weeks now but, um i'm gonna say chiefs chiefs win by I'm going 31 23 very exact i love it cameron hogwood thank you so so much yeah. it's going to be an intriguing battle and and such an exciting match up on so many fronts i'm really looking forward to it and thank you so much for joining us today to add to that excitement my pleasure thank you for having me on 